All right, 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 through 8, and verses 18 through 19, okay? It'll be here on the screen if you want to read it that way. I'll read it that way as well so I can get out of your way so you can see. Um, you may have read this before. It's a great story. It says this, David and his men arrived in Ziklag on the third day. The Amalekites had raided the Negev and attacked and burned down Ziklag. They also had kidnapped the women and everyone in, in it from the youngest to the oldest. Now that sounds a lot of like what we're hearing and seeing right now in other parts of the world, doesn't it? Uh, they had killed no one but had carried them off as they went on their way. When David and his men arrived at the town, they found it burned down. Their wives, sons, daughters had been kidnapped. David and the troops with him wept loudly until they had no strength left to we to weep. Have you ever been there before? Where you had just absolutely, you couldn't even cry anymore because you've cried all the tears that you could cry, right? And that's where he's at. So David's two wives, he, 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 yeah, they had two, all right? He, it was a normal thing back then, all right? Um, it's just, you know, bless them, Lord, you know, whatever. Um, you know, the first one, we don't even know how to say her name. So, you know, we're just going to go with it. But she was a Jezreelite. And Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had also been kidnapped. So both his wives. All right, next verse. David was in a difficult position because the troops talked about stoning him. For they were all very bitter over the loss of their sons and daughters. But David, I want to say, everybody say, but David. He found strength in the Lord his God. Amen. David found strength in the Lord his God. David said to Abathar the priest, son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod. So Abathar brought it to him, and David asked the Lord, should I pursue these raiders? Will I overtake them? The Lord replied to him, Pursue them, for you will certainly overtake them and rescue the people. Mm, that's good. David, I think this is now in verse 18. David recovered everything. Come on, say it with me. David recovered everything the Amalekites had taken. He also rescued his two wives. Hey, he got them back. Hallelujah. Nothing of theirs was missing. Nothing was missing. Say, nothing was missing. Nothing was missing from the youngest to the oldest, including the sons and daughters of all the plunder the Amalekites had taken. David got everything back. Let's say it. David got everything back. Now put your name there. Austin got everything back. Come on, do it again. Put your name there. Say, amen. Come on, somebody say amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. For this word, I pray, God, that you would minister to us today, God, that you would teach us something today, Father. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us this far, Father. And we thank you, Lord, that you, God, are a God that, that takes care of us, but not just takes care of us, but, Lord, you bring everything back around to fruition. And, God, you turn every situation around for your good, for those that love you. That's what your word says. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, that we are recovering all. In Jesus' name, everybody said. If you're taking notes this morning, the title of this message is, I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. If you're taking notes, you should write it down, okay? I'm taking it back. Oh, he wants to, he wants to, he's good. Help him get his shoe back on. 
Sweet JJ. I'm taking it back. All right, so in uh, in 1 Samuel 30 here, the Lord tells David to pursue and to recover all. Okay? Now, he didn't have what it really necessarily took or what was needed to be able to pursue and overtake them. But because the Lord was on his side, he had everything that he needed. Amen? He didn't have all of the amount of troops that would match up and compare. Um, He didn't have all of the resources or the tools or whatever it may be. But none of those things matter because how many of you know that when God is on your side, that's all you need? And when God says pursue and take everything back, you better know, baby, that you're going to be able to pursue and take everything back. Amen? Come on. Uh, you know you know, know that old uh, uh, church song that we used to sing. Uh, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Come on. Y'all remember that one? And we used to go to town and everybody started dancing and the band started going crazy and everybody started praising because there was a concept that we understood and and, and that is still relevant to this day that whatever the enemy takes, come on, he not only has to return it, but he has to give how much more over? Sevenfold. So we will recover all. Come on, someone say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So listen, church, when, when God told David that he was going to recover all, that didn't just mean what was taken. It also meant in abundance too. It also meant in recompense. It meant everything over and above. He wasn't just going to get back what was taken, but he was going to have more than what was taken in the first place. Amen? Come on, he was going to have recompense. What is recompense? It's payback for any damages. (laughs) Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. So, so he got back not just what was taken, but there was also payback. Amen? Come on. For, for any damages occurred throughout the process, glory to God. Hallelujah. Have you ever heard of paying damages? Right? You know, you, 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 you sue somebody or whatever, and then you also add to there and all of the damages that occurred. <laughs> okay? Well, I don't know what the damages are. All right? You, you know what the damages were, but... But the devil still has to pay back even the damages. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. So it's important to understand that as a church, we have a covenant obligation to recover all. As a church, we can recover all. God's people, he has positioned us in a place where we can recover all. Amen. Come on, somebody say amen. Hallelujah. not, Not only that, but listen, we are more than capable to recover all. We don't just we do, we don't just say it, we don't just believe it, but we are already more than capable, more than qualified, hallelujah, to recover all. Amen. And 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 so that that's just the facts. And so hear me, you aren't some weakling. You aren't a weakling. And this ain't a weakling church. Amen. That that's not that's not who we are. That's not what God has called us to be. But listen, you are more than victorious. That's what the word says. You're not just victorious. You are more than victorious. Amen. So there is a, an abundance of victory that belongs to you. So when the Lord says, David, pursue and take it all back. He is saying, you've already got the victory. You just got to go activate that victory and bring back everything that the enemy stole from you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let, let's go to, to Daniel chapter t- chapter 1. Uh, it's, it's not going to be on the screen, but 
But you can just uh, go there with me. Daniel chapter 1, uh, verse 20. Let me get there. Daniel chapter 1, verse 20. Listen to what this says. This is so good. And if you just want to write this down as a reference for, for your notes, that's okay. Daniel 1, 20. It says, In every matter of wisdom and understanding that the king consulted them about, he found them, who? David and the others. Ten times better. Come on, somebody say ten times better. Ten times better than all the diviner priests and mediums in his entire kingdom. All right. So with even with Daniel, we read the same thing. Daniel's going through all this stuff, right? We know the whole story. Or at least I, I hope you do. Right? And the, because the Lord was on his side... Okay, because he was more than victorious, because he was more than capable, because he had the ability to recover all. The word of God says that he was 10 times greater than the others. My Lord, come on. I want to tell you this morning, it's not to be prideful for yourself, but I want you to know that you are 10 times greater than your enemy. Come on, you are 10 times greater than anybody that can come against you or take away or rob you from anything. The Lord says, Daniel, you are 10 times greater than them. Amen? And I believe that for you today. Now, this is the way that the church's standards should be. We're not only able to recover, but we're 10 times more than, cap more, more than capable. We're 10 times more than capable. Hallelujah. Psalm 72, 18 says this. Psalm 72, 18. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who only does wondrous things. Woo! That's God right there. Blessed be to God who only does wondrous things. He doesn't do a half job. He doesn't do a partial job. He doesn't just get by with 10%. He, hallelujah, come on, our God, the God that we serve, is a wondrous God, and He only does wondrous things. Amen. Come on, somebody should say amen about that. Wondrous things, and things, listen, that nobody can match. Ooh, that's what God can do. Nobody can match it. Nobody can, come, nobody can outplay God. Okay? Hallelujah. How, how many of we know the scripture? He does exceedingly, abundantly. Come on, right there. Beyond. Beyond. Right exceedingly abundantly and beyond why because he's a wondrous God he can do things that your enemies would never dream of hallelujah come on he can do things that you can't even do but because he's on your side hallelujah you can do it amen so you've been designed to recover all it's in your DNA as a believer you need to know this morning you were designed to recover all it is intertwined in who you are as a believer and in the body of Christ. It is flowing through your veins that you are someone who can recover all. Amen. And as a believer, listen, you don't have to compete in this, but you can dominate. You can dominate. Amen. And so you see, I'm just trying to increase your faith this morning. That's all. I just want to increase your faith this morning. I want to take our faith from here to here, right? We want to take our faith to the next level, amen? Because how many of you know that we cannot recover all and we cannot take anything back unless we have the faith to do it? So you got to have faith. 
You can't just be pumped up with the words and then not have the faith to see it. Not have the faith to believe it. Amen? So we, I'm trying to help you this morning because for some in this room, the enemy has stolen some things. But the Lord is saying today, you're about to recover everything. Come on, who believes that and who receives that this morning? I recover everything. Come on, I take back everything in the name of Jesus. Everything that he has tried to take away from me, everything that he has robbed me from, everything that he ran off with, with all of his foul demons and all pits of darkness, I'm recovering it all. I don't have to compete against the enemy for it. I can dominate in this area. Hallelujah, because as a believer, it's who I am. Praise God. And in the recovery process, I want to tell you, it's not going to be hard. The recovery process is not going to be hard. The recovery process is not going to be difficult. It's not going to be a challenge, but you will dominate in this area. Amen? Let me say it this way. You taking it all back is not just a suggestion. It's a mandate. Come on, let let that hit you for a second. You taking it all back is not just a suggestion, it's not just a recommendation by God, but it's a mandate. He said, David, go take it back. Come on, and he is saying to you today, Susan and Robert and Vicky and Torella, come on, he is saying to all of you today, not as a suggestion, he is saying, go and recover all. Go and take it back. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. We've been talking about the kingdom of God the past few weeks. We talked about the kingdom and how it's a kingdom of synergy and how the Lord believes in synergy and how the kingdom operates that way. And so in the kingdom of God, in reference to what we're talking about this morning, God has established certain laws that abide to us as believers. In his kingdom, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, There are laws that don't pertain to the laws of this earth or the realm of this earth, but only are in the realm of heaven, okay? Spiritual things, things that are above, all right, but that we have access to. And one of those things is the law of possession. Law of possession, okay? This is a kingdom. This is a kingdom law. It's something that we can operate in and we can have. It's the law of possession. The law of possession belongs to us. And at any given point of time, as a believer, you can possess anything that the Lord puts before you. Isn't that amazing? You don't have to try to work for it, but if the Lord says, here it is, you automatically can possess it. Law of possession. Amen? But how does that work? Well, it works by faith. You can't possess it unless you have the faith for it. Amen? So, so how does that work? How does faith work? Faith works by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. But how many of you know hearing is not just by our ears? So you got to see it. You got to hear it. You got to say it. But beyond all of that, once you hear it, once you see it, once you say it, you got to seize it. Seize it. Take it over. Grab it. Take it by force. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In other words, I can possess a thing, but before I do, before I possess it, I got to see it. I got to see it first. 
The Lord's going to lay it out before me. Okay, I see that thing. I see that building at 6610. So I'm going to go every Friday on my day off, and I'm going to park in the parking lot when nobody knows that I'm even coming up here, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to call this thing into existence for Church of the City because I see it. Oh, glory to God. Come on, church. I see it, but, but then I've also got to open my mouth about it. I see what the Lord has placed before me. Okay, thank you, Lord. I can see it now. So now that he has shown me, now that I have eyes of faith to see it, now i got to speak to it. i got to speak that thing into existence. God, thank you for, for showing me this place. But if I don't ever call this place into my life, into the life of our church, then we would have never had it. Okay, you've got to you've got to not just see it by faith, but you've got to speak to it by faith. By faith, that's mine. Amen. Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm trying to help you this morning. And no matter what it is, you need a financial miracle in your life. You look at it, you say, by faith, I'm taking a hold of that miracle right now in Jesus name. You need a miracle in your body. By faith, I speak to that area. I see it right now. I look at it and I speak to it and I command it to be healed. That's how faith works. And you got to seize it. What does seizing it mean? You got to take it by force. Because the enemy is right there, not that we give him credit, but the enemy is right there to rob you from it. He's trying to take it right out from underneath your feet. And so we see it, we speak it, and then we take it by force. You got to grab it. Listen, sometimes, let's, let's talk about healing for a second. Sometimes, you, 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 you know, okay, God, I know you want me to be healed. I, I can see it, okay? I know, that, I know that you want me to be healed. I can speak that into existence. But if I don't go and grab a hold of my healing, I'm not going to have it. So what happens? Your symptoms get in the way. Your feelings get in the way. But wait a second, God said I was healed. Oh, wait a second, I, I can see myself already healed, but, but now I'm feeling this kind of way. Or now I'm seeing something else, right? And it's the enemy trying to take you out, take that healing out from underneath you. That's why you have got to take it by force. Amen? Take it by, someone say, take it by force. See, seeing it isn't just with your natural eyes, it's with your spiritual eyes. So watch this now. you got to start seeing these seats filled with hurting people. Yeah. My God. Now, not, not perfect people. you you got, you got to start seeing these seats filled with hurting people, with broken people, with miserable people, with people that are in need of a Savior. Come on, somebody. With people that are in need of a breakthrough in their life, with people that are in need of freedom. you got to start seeing it. And once you start seeing these chairs filled, my God, praise you, Lord. Now I'm going to start speaking to them. Hallelujah. I speak to that person that's coming, that's going to occupy this chair right now. I call them forth in Jesus' name. I declare they are blessed. Hallelujah. They are highly favored by the Lord. Hallelujah. I declare that when they walk into this place, the power and the presence of God will smack them upside the head so strong that their life will get straight, that their family will get straight, and that everything you have for them, Father God, you will provide. You see it. You speak it. You take it by force. Hallelujah. 
Now, we're not here to grow in just numbers, okay? That's not the, that's not the point of what I was trying to say, but I'm trying to give you an example for us as a church, okay? I'm trying to give you an example here. Hallelujah. You got to start seeing yourself taking back everything before you can recover all. I see it. I'm going to speak it and I'm going to take it by force. I'm going to recover all. I don't care what it takes. I don't care who comes against me, right? I don't care who tries to walk in the way, but I am going to take it by force. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because the enemy and your enemies, they don't want you to have it, but you've got the law of possession. You got the law of possession. Why am I saying all of this this morning? Here's why. Before today, we didn't have a space to bring in souls. But now we do. Now we do. We've been in a training season, training grounds for a year and a half. Now we're here. We didn't have an opportunity and ability to welcome everybody in. But now we do. Hallelujah. Now we do. So so you got to as believers and as people in, in this church. OK, we got to get up off our backsides and get out of these chairs now and go do what God has called us to do. Hallelujah. We've been comfortable for a year and a half, but now is the time to get to work. Praise God. And we got to do what the word of God tells us to do. And that is this possess the land. Possess the land. We own the rights to the surrounding territory around us already. It already belongs to us. We just got to go take it by force. I can take a, a, a baseball and I can go like this and pop it right into the backyard of a house right behind us. There's a neighborhood right here. We got to take it by force. If God has put us here. God has positioned people that are already ready. All we got to do is just go possess that which belongs to us. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And we've been given this territory now. It belongs to us. But what God is, what God is wanting us to do now in this season is to prepare for the harvest. That's what I've been telling you. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. Are we going to be here Forever? Can I hear you say it, please? No. no. <laughs> we're not. Does that mean we're already looking for something else? No. But we are going to possess and occupy and dominate and take over this area. Hallelujah. For the kingdom of God. Amen. And when we have outgrown it and there is no more space... And we can't be here any longer, then guess what? God will open up a new door for us. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I was telling Robert yesterday, I think it was, about a twice-sown seed. Has anybody ever heard of twice-sown seed? Have you ever heard of it before? Okay. Twice-sown seed is this. Someone, someone gives something to you, you turn around and bless somebody with it. It's sowed once. And it's sowed again. Now it's got a double portion on it. A double anointing. It's now a twice sown seed. What happened with this building? There was a church in Fort Worth that blessed another church in Fort Worth with a building. They gave them theirs. That church said, well, we don't need ours no more. 
So they called up this church that was here. Said, would you like to come and have that space? They said yes. They sewed it into them. The pastor that was here at this place called me up. Said, I know you've been in your living room. I know you're ready to, to get out of there. Would you like to take our space? We said yes, we would. Okay? So see, the blessings, hallelujah, the blessing has been sowed from church to church to church. We are beyond the point of twice sown seed, okay? And so we are going to experience a harvest, hallelujah, because of that. We're going to walk in an abundance of blessings because of that. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Listen, you get the little boy that shows up with the, with the multitude all around on the hillside, and Jesus is there, and people start saying that they're hungry. Mama packed the boy a lunch so he can have his own food. The boy, when Jesus said, can I have your fish and your loaves, the boy willingly blessed Jesus with the fish and the loaves. you got to watch this. This is a real attribute to the kingdom of God here. The boy blessed Jesus with it. Jesus then now took it and multiplied it to bless the whole entire crowd that was there. It was a twice sown seed. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what that boy walked into when he walked into heaven and the Lord said, Well done, my good and faithful servant, because you gave up your little fishies and your little piece of bread. Look at all of these people that came into the kingdom because of your twice sown seed. My God. We are standing in a place of twice sown seed. Praise God. And so we can possess everything that is right here for us to obtain. It's already been given to us. It's in our hands. Now what we do with it is up to us. God has blessed us, and he says, now, now you got to do something about it. Amen? And we will. Praise the Lord. We absolutely will. So now we're here. Now we got a work to do. Not just to take possession, but to recover all. Amen? Tell your neighbor, it's time that we recover all. It's time that we recover all. Okay, now, sorry, I've been preaching way too long. Let's get into my notes now. That was the sermon before the sermon. Okay, three things I want to give you this morning, if you're taking notes. Three steps to taking it all back, okay? If, 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 we're, if we have this possession, we're called to take it all back. This is how we're going to do it. Number one is this. We got to go from logical believing to faith believing. From logical believing to faith believing, okay? Logically, there are some things that, yes, we understand that we have got to have wisdom on and knowledge on, and we've got to... Act upon that, so on and so forth, okay? Logically speaking, yes, I know that we have bills to pay here, okay? Now, we just freed up almost $1,000 worth of storage a month. Praise God. That, that's a, that deserves a hand clap of praise, all right? It, we fit everything into these two buildings, all right? Praise God. Hallelujah. All right? Well, the $1,000... Got removed, but now we have rent. Okay? So now we have to pay to occupy this space, 
right? And willingly so, and we want to, and we want to, the church that is right here next door to us, they own this property. So when we give them our rent, we're sowing into their church. Think about that. So, so not only is God going to bless us here, but we are blessing another church by giving them financial funds, hallelujah, to not just pay the bills, but to do what God has called them to do in this territory. So God puts us right next to another church. We link arms with that church, and we say, whatever y'all want to do, we'll do it with you. And the pastor says, let's do it. And the pastor says, I can't wait until you come and you bring the people over there and you preach on a Sunday morning. So, okay, let's do it. Let's, whatever we, I will, we will freely give up our Sunday morning to come walk right next door, right, and have church with you and give God praise together. Hallelujah. We will do it because it's not about us. It's not about being prideful or arrogant or our people or their people or what. This is about the kingdom of God, folks. And, and the kingdom of God, we, we got to work together. Amen? We got to work together. But we have got to go from logical believing to faith believing. Logically, we know we've got rent to pay here. We've got utilities. We've got bills that are here. But by faith, God already is providing everything we need to pay the bills. You see? So we got to come out of, oh my gosh, it's going to cost this much, and the carpet's going to, and this and that, and what are we going to, no, we got to come out of all of that, and by faith, if God has blessed us with this place, he's going to provide it. And he's going to provide it, listen to me, every single month. And there ain't going to be a shortage. There ain't going to be a lack. As a matter of fact, now that we are sowing into the kingdom of God with our funds of being here, there is an extra blessing that's on that. Man, my Lord, we are going to start seeing this church have more money than we've ever had before. It's not about money. It's not because we need money. It's not because money's going into all of our pockets. Come on. It's because the kingdom of God operates that way. And, and the kingdom of God, it needs money. <laughs> okay? So it costs to be here. But we turn around and we bless that church so we can be here. Praise the Lord. But we got to start having, we got to have faith believing. We got to hear and we got to obey. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. It says this If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. There it is right there. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Listen, when God says do, you better do. When God says to do it, you better do it. Logical thinking will only take you so far, but faith believing will take you far beyond. Your, your logical thinking will take you far. It will. It will get you to some places. It will open up some doors. But faith believing will take you beyond that and above that. Amen? Logical thinking says, this place is too small. You won't be too successful here. There's only 22 parking spots. You know, your storage is already full. You know, da, 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 that's logical, all right? Right? And I get it. I get all of it, right? But faith believing says if God wants them here, He'll make the space for them. Hallelujah. And He'll take care of everything before they even show up. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
Someone said, well, pastor, what are we going to do? We only have 20-something parking spots. Well, you know what? God has blessed us with this nice grass area that's got no sprinklers, and we can drive on it all day long, baby. And so if we need to have overflow parking, we've already got it. So why are you worried about it? Well, there's only 48 chairs in here. That means only 48 people can come on a Sunday. Okay? Well, we've got another 150 sitting in this room right behind us. There is no shortage of chairs, folks. Okay? And if we, if we have all of the people here that take up the 48 seats on a Sunday, then guess what? We say, well, you know what? Praise God. For those that like to sleep in a little bit later, we're going to offer a second service to you. And we'll fill up another set of 48 chairs. You see? So you got to go from logical thinking to faith believing. you got to start speaking things out by faith. You can't get into, oh, I don't know. about that. We only have one bathroom. That's, that's horrible. That's disgusting. You know? No, 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 no. The, that's what we got right now, but by faith, the Lord's going to bless us with something else. And don't forget, we got two bathrooms that you can walk next to right next door. You see, in the kingdom, sometimes you just got to get out of your own head. Come on. You got to get out of your own head. Your own head will, will prohibit you from accessing and possessing the thing that God has already laid before you. Because your head will get in the way. But you got to get your stinking thinking out of the way and you got to start believing by faith. Amen. And you got to take it by force. If you're going to really take everything back, you got to be full of faith and you got to be walking in faith. We walk by faith and not by. Okay, come on. That's where we got to be as believers. Come on. Is this helping you this morning? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to not pump up your faith, but I'm trying to help you increase your faith and fill up your faith this morning because we have got to transition the way that we think, the way that we see things, the way that we feel. we got to transition out of all of that and start operating in a deeper level of faith. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. So number one, you got to go from logical believing to faith, or logical thinking to faith believing. All right, number two is this. you got to understand the system. That's right. You got to understand the system. What is the system? It's the kingdom. The kingdom of God. God has a system of how he does things. Let me tell you what it is. It's a KMS. Kingdom management system, all right? KMS. It's a kingdom management system. Now every every company, every you know, whatever out there, they all have their own system. All right? Every computer has its own operating system. You know, everything has a system in place. Well, guess what? So does God. And God had a system way before we ever created systems. Hallelujah. And he has his own management software. Praise God. That, that is better than anything else. Hallelujah. And he does things in his kingdom management system. Right? Joseph had a dream. He told his brothers... His brothers got upset. He has the same dream again. He tells his brothers, then he tells his dad. All right? But even though they hated him, the vision was still inside of him. The dream was still inside of him. The system was already at work. Y'all catching this this morning. The system was already at play. God already birthed it in him. It didn't matter what his family said. But the system was already at work. Come on, somebody. 
Hallelujah. Because when God births a thing in you, come on, it is operating under kingdom management systems. Hallelujah. And so nothing that you can do or anybody else can stop what he has already put inside of you. Because what is inside of you, he has already been working on and he's going to continue to work on it. You must start with faith believing, but then there comes a time where you have to shift your faith to from believing to action. I believe it by faith. Now I'm going to put some action behind my faith. In other words, I'm going to activate my faith. Have you ever heard anybody tell you that in church? Yeah, activate your faith for that thing. Yeah. You got to activate your faith. You got to you got to turn your faith up, okay? You got to turn it up, all right? Turn it up louder, turn it up stronger, turn it up better, turn it up greater. You have got to activate your faith and take your faith from a low level to a high level. Come on. The, the, kingdom, the kingdom management system doesn't operate at a base level. It operates at a fast-paced, high-caliber way. Amen? And that's the way it operates. And so we have got to activate our faith in that way. Listen, believing by faith will take your faith higher, but activating your faith will take your faith further. Amen. Believing, having faith, believing by faith will take your faith higher, but activating your faith will take your faith further. Okay? It will take you further. So you got to take the word that God gives you. you got to plug it into the kingdom management system. Then the system begins to take over and takes all of the work off of you. Oh, praise God. Takes it right off of you. It's at work. It's like a GPS. We've all used GPS, whether it's on our phone, whether it's you know a, a little device in our cars or whatever it may be. All right? You plug in the location and the system, the system, I want you to catch this. The system automatically knows how to get you there. Put in any location and the system is already built to get you to that location as quickly as it can get you there. Hallelujah. You make a wrong turn, what happens? You make the wrong exit, what happens? Recalculating, 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 right? It will recalculate. You make the wrong turn. It will automatically, the system, come on, the system will automatically activate an alternative route for you to get you back on the desired route that it needs you to go. That's how the system operates. Hallelujah. And so you may have made some mistakes. But the Spirit recalculated you. Hallelujah. And you're exactly where you're supposed to be. God is going to bring you into your promised land. Hallelujah. Because it is already dropped in, plugged in into the kingdom management system. Say, I don't know what's next for me. It's already plugged in. Just keep walking by faith and activate yourself. Activate that faith. He's got it. He's got it taken care of. Okay. I'll, I'll move on. It's already 12 o'clock. It is okay. Three steps. Take it back. You got to go from logical believing to faith believing. You got to understand the system. But listen, more importantly, above all of it, number three, you got to trust God. 
Oh, my Lord. Trust God. We say, we, we, we say all the time, God, I trust God. I trust you. But you got to trust him. You got to trust him. When you type in that address and that GPS, does you trust the system so much that you trust it more than yourself. In your own brain, you can't get to point B from point A. So you need a system to get you there. You don't trust yourself enough to get you there. So you need a system to get you there. And you put your trust in the system more than you put your trust in yourself. And God is saying that's exactly how it works with my faith today. And exactly how it works in my kingdom today. Hallelujah. You have got to trust in me more than you trust in yourself. More than you trust in whatever anybody else has told you. Or whatever it may be. I already have your end point. Your end location. I already know how to get you there. Just trust in me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Job. We all know the story of Job. He was in such despair. You know, the word of God says that he was in such despair that his friends couldn't even recognize him anymore. Man, my Lord. That means he went through some stuff. Where physically you're not even recognizable? Whoa. I don't even, I, I don't even want to be in that position. Okay, well, well Job did. <laughs> so, that was Job 13, 15 says, Though they slay me, Still, I'll trust him. Whew, man, that is a word for somebody today. You need to write that down. Job 13, 15. Though they slay me, still I will trust him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Though they may talk about you, still I will trust God. Though they may come against you, still I will trust God. Though I don't have not all the resources, I will still trust God. Hallelujah. Let the enemy try to slay me, but I will still trust in God. Come on, somebody give a praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, on an individual level, and even as a church, you're going places where nobody has gone before. Come on, we're going places where nobody has gone before. Hallelujah. Come on, we're about to do things that nobody has ever done before. What happens next to Job? Job chapter 42, verse 10. Job chapter 42, verse 10 says this. The Lord restored his prosperity and doubled his previous possessions. Now that's a praise break dance right there, worthy right there. In, 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 in chapter 13... Job is saying, man, they've taken me out. I, that my friends can't even recognize me anymore because I've been through so much stuff. The enemy has attacked me left and right. I jump over to chapter 42 after I kept going by faith and kept doing what God called me to do. I'm now in chapter 42 and the Lord has restored all of it, everything. Not only that, but doubled, hallelujah, my previous possessions. Woo! Thank you, Lord. So he's not only going to just restore you, but he's going to double every single one of your previous possessions. My God. Do it, Lord. 
Do it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is going to return everything back to you double. Come on. Do you believe in the double-double? Do you believe in the double anointing? Holly, and I ain't talking about In-N-Out Burger, folks. Get your mind out of the gutter. I'm talking about the double-double anointing. That some of y'all are like, ooh, I know where I'm going for lunch now. I'm talking about the double-double anointing, the double-double portion. Come on. Come on. Even Elijah, the double portion of Elijah. Come on. There is a double that's made available to us as believers. Hallelujah. And you are going to have double of everything that was left in the pre Previous season, just like Job. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I speak that over your life as well today in the name of Jesus. That anything, anything that the enemy has ever robbed from you or any demon in hell that's tried to take away from you, in the name of Jesus, it's coming back unto you starting today. Right now, in the name of Jesus. He robbed you of your health. Hallelujah. The Lord is returning back to you right now, in the name of Jesus. I declare that into the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Right now, by faith we believe, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And you're going to be healthier than you've ever been before, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He's restoring the years of your youth, is what the Word of God says. I believe that right now, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Some of you have lost some money. Hallelujah. The Lord is returning it back to you right now in Jesus' name. Some of you are stuck in some debt. The Bible says to owe no man nothing. Hallelujah. And I'm not condemning you. I'm just telling you that today that there is a turnaround, that there is a shift that is happening. And God is about to provide for you unlike he's ever provided for you before. And you are going to pay back all of your debtors. Hallelujah. And have an abundance to live off of because it's a double of possessions that's coming back to you in the name of Jesus. I feel the anointing that just came in smack dab in this place real hard. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. We receive it. Hallelujah. Come on, you don't need to stand up, not yet, but just I just want you to stretch your hands towards heaven. Come on, by faith, I want you to take this thing by force right now. I'm not just talking, I'm not just preaching about our church this morning, okay? I'm talking about you. All right, this is for you this morning. Come on, this is for me this morning. We're, we're recovering all in the name of Jesus. We are taking it all back. The enemy tried, and now we're laughing at the face of the enemy right now in Jesus' name. He tried to rob you of your health, but guess what? There is a double portion of healing and health that is coming upon you right now in the name of Jesus. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He tried to steal away your money. He tried to rob you of your finances. He tried to, to mess up up your job situation but the Lord is re returning back right now with the law of possession you're possessing that which was taken away from you but in double form right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I don't know what it is for you but I believe that there is an anointing right now that is in this place to obtain and receive and to take by force Everything that belongs to you. We grab it right now. We take it right now. It belongs to us. Is it healing? I take my healing right now by force. I activate my faith and I say it belongs to me. I'm healed. I'm healed. Come on, just, just continue speaking that out.
I can tell you all day long about faith. I can tell you how to have faith, but if you don't activate your faith in the way that is fitting, in the way that the Word of God commands us to, then I'm telling you, you're going to be miserable. We walk by faith. Walking by faith requires you to speak like faith, act like faith, think like faith. I'm not going to let anything take me down. I'm not going to let anything take me out. Not me. Not a child of the Most High God. Not someone who's been bought with a price. Not someone who, who Jesus went and bore all of those things for on the cross. Not me. But I take it by faith. Take it by faith. I take it by faith. In the name of Jesus.